change like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you're so deep. You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Welcome to Church on the Block. That's right. We are back. Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM. We are here. Um, and we thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. I hope you're going on to our Instagram page, uh, church underscore on the block, something like that. Oh, it'd be the only one out there like that. Uh, uh, being able to check it out while, um, maybe some stuff that you didn't see, some stuff that you didn't, um, know we were doing or what, what's going on. Some of the things we have going on locally in the city, we would actually be posting on that site. So you might want to go check out church underscore on the block, uh, on our Instagram. Um, being able to uh, stay in touch with, and then reach out to us that way as well. Well, you know, Church on the Block is about real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. And as we're talking about the church uh, right now, it's about music in the church and how music affects the church. You know, we had our conversation with Show Baraka about hip hop and what his stance was on Christian hip hop and what Christian hip hop folks need to do. Um, but today we're talking about Music and, and we all in this call here and this on this, on this, uh, show went to a concert. We're going to talk about it in a second and we're going to lead into, uh, what that is. I had a chance to interview the, the artist as well. So, um, right now I want to introduce or have folks introduce themselves, uh, who are on the show with us. Hello, guests. How are you? What's your name? What's going on? What's going on? So people, my name is Lakina Young. I prefer Kina. I'm in the house today, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kina. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. My name is Tyja Kelly, and <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, yeah, thank you both. Thank you both. So, tell me, I mean, you guys' experience with gospel music and the church, like in your own experience, uh, what it's meant to you, what 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 stuff is ratchet about it, uh, what stuff you don't necessarily appreciate, but but its own impact and uh, and, and influence in your life. Uh, well, for me, I have been raised in the church, um, have a father that's always been a singer. So he raised our siblings to, you know, three-part harmony, four-part harmony. Um, and that's how I got my vocal skills and directing and things of that nature. So I've been reared in the church, love gospel music. Um, and what I love about it is just the transition of it. Meaning when I started as far as, as far as being young, you know, the Dr. Watson do nothing for me, you know, the foot stomping, you know, the church choir songs, they were awesome. But as I've gotten older, there's a different impact that it has for me. Um, uh, I'm a worshiper. I love just being in the presence of God. I love singing. I love um, just being able to um uh, be able to have a different type of contact with the with the parishioners uh, in the worship to be able to move and to, for them to feel the presence of God. Now, the difference for me is I feel that as as music has transformed, um, not all is bad, but not all is good. I feel that a lot of things that's happening is is more of some songs or some uh, worship has become more of a a play, a stage player. It's a, it's, it's a, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the word to use, but it's really just, uh, people are performing and mm. they're not really ministering right. to the people. And so that kind of lose me, uh, in some of the churches today. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, 
you know, I don't know, when I was in church younger, recognizing a turning point in music when it became, you know, performance. Now, I do know when you look at the history of some gospel music, um, there's a great book by uh, Thomas Dorsey about his life, his bibliography. And he came from Atlanta to Chicago. It was considered the gospel, the godfather of gospel music. He played the blues bass in the uh, in, in, in the taverns and the joints and the juke joints. And then um, he brought all that music into the church and they were like, what is this bass? What is this guitar? This is the devil music. But he brought a bunch of people to faith in Christ, a bunch of people back to church. And then um, you go from, you know, Thomas Dorsey to Andre Crouch, or you got, oh, happy day. Ooh. And you got a whole nother genre of cats coming in from there, right? Who uh, in that soul or that rock era or that kind of like freedom uh, you know, Jesus movement kind of stuff. And then you got, you know, um, the quartets and then you got the choirs and then you got like Kerr Franklin who got a, you know, um, you know, you know, a promise to honk the whole, uh, nothing, you know, it, you know stomp. the stomp, you know, stomp or whatever, you know, and everybody was bugging when, when salt was rapping on the thing, you know, um, nothing but the goodness and goodness of God and, and, and the pity, the hateful, ungrateful, um, <laughs> so you find an evolution of things that seem to be and become, you know, lame or whatever, but then it begins to reach another generation. But then you you find also, like you said, there's this movement where you have a fine line between like performing, entertaining uh, versus really, really being uh, sensitive to the move, to the move of God. You know, and I think sometimes, you know, when cats are stretching to really get people to hear them and listen, that's when they become like entertaining and trying to get entertainment to happen so that you, oh, I'm with you, I'm with you. But really, you don't, you're not really, you're not really with them in, in the midst of that piece. So, I, so, you know, you have to have artists, I think, that are aware and sensitive, you know, in their own walk with the Lord, right? And then from there, it goes over into music so where they can now uh, serve in a way that's more natural versus it being like, uh, perform. But I remember being in church. I was in a, uh, and, and we was at St. James United Methodist Church. My man broke out the synthesizer, the synthesizer. He had it on top of uh, the the, the uh, organ. He did, and I was like, "What? Okay, okay, okay." But he was trying to bring something new. He was he played in a funk band and he brought that in. But the church was kind of kind of modern in some of the ways too. But um, yeah, it. it, it it brings music does a lot, especially in the African American context. We find civil rights movements. Music was a key component of a lot of things. That way, you know, we have you know just just as a core of our life and our being in that way too. You know, and a lot of our music that we listen to, um, just like the quote by a great um, African American theologian, that said African American music must be felt and experienced, you know, before it can be sung. You know, so I think all of that's wrapped up into when we hear it, see it. Uh, you know, that was the bomb because we felt it because of what that artist's experience is to what ours experiences it, experience is. And I'm not saying it's not that way with other genres of music, but I'm saying I think there's a much more heightened awareness in African-American context of, of all of that. That's why cats, I think, judge hip hop so hard. You you 40 still trying to rap, you know? No, no. It, 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 the, but Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger, 105 years old and about to do a new concert, got, got a new album out. I don't even know those his the oh, I don't think it, I don't think those are his real teeth. I don't think he got anything real. That man's still out there singing, but we, you don't hear no rock artists dissing Mick Jagger. They still, oh, you know. But make it make sense though. It, it, it got to make sense yeah. if you're gonna do 
It got to make sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can't rap, don't get don't up there. there. Now, don't be out there. I'm 45, 50 years old trying to start a, a rap like group. Man, like, rap. like my man on Madea. You heard of 50 cent? They call me 40 cent. 40 percent. What? Um, right. That's my gimmick. So, Ty, what about yourself? What about you, Ty, with gospel music? <laughs> For me, I also grew up in the church, whole family in the church, um, including uh, my mother, who is also Kim Young, <laughs> who is a ordained pastor of the church, Amen. doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I also grew up in the choir, singing in the choir and uh, being a praise dancer. So I was ex- I was kind of exposed to different genres of the gospel music is like the old school Calvary, the new school, um, Ty Tribbett and Kirk Franklin. Okay. So I was able to experience the whole evolution, um, just being in the choir and also being um, a dancer. So I think the the main thing for me is why I love gospel music is because I'm more so kind of gravitate towards the music that actually has a message behind it, but not only mm-hmm. a message, but a relatable message, not just somebody putting words together or putting a message together for their own agenda, just the same way that people have, which kind of leads me into why I don't really, some aspects that I don't like about the church, um, mm-hmm. which is the same way we have the different versions of the Bible. People have their own different interpretations of the Bible which is also another reason why for some people, some sins are worse than other sins and they try to pass their judgment and their opinions onto you, which is something I really don't like. So I kind of had to take my own sort of road to what being spiritual and being a Christian was to be myself. And that also comes in part with the type of gospel music that I listen to. I listen to music that directly relates to me in some sort of way, music that makes me feel good, that motivates me, that brings me closer to God. Um, and just so it enhanced the relationship that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there comes a time where, you know, you want to, you know, you, you uh, look at even music, you know, non, non-Christian music, you may be like one, two, Three and ten, four, Snoop Dogg, and like okay, but then there may be some time where I'm tired. I don't want that. That doesn't feed my personhood. Not even I ain't talking about spirituality. I ain't even talking about about faith. It's one of them kind of things where um, there's some music that was maybe fun for a minute for play, play, and it was like you know, Fifty Cent just came to Chicago on Saturday. You know, I bust your head, boy. You know that I will. I bust your head, right? It was like you know, many men. Many, 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 many. I mean, there's a time for stuff that is that way, maybe. Uh, but then you mature. And if you don't mature, then you're going to still find the same sound of music that you, you know, still listening to uh, that. And, and that may mimic your, your lifestyle at the same time. So I think it is the same way in faith. Like as you are growing in faith and growing in the style of music, you want, you know, music that's going to complement where you are now in life. And sometimes, sometimes artists, if they came in the game with um, a bunch of children liking their music and they got all these different church concerts they went to and they were getting paid doing it, then they may know that's my audience. I got to keep, they may think I got to keep rap, rapping or singing to them, but those kids grow up and some folks don't want to still keep you around because you are uh, still rapping to that crowd, but yet you older and you up here talking about, um, Stuff that like your face don't match what you what you're singing about right now. <laughs> Ain't nobody going through that. Like I was always bugging on Snoop Dogg. Like how you 
however, however old you are, still talking about only on the crib side. What was on the are you still talking about crib on the crib side? Like what they got a geriatric crib group? Like what are y'all? What are you doing? Like let's <laughs> let's move to another thing, you know. And sometimes I think some gospel music they get stuck theologically, and and some gospel music I think they haven't read a lot to grasp some theological truth. You know, there's something that's like I don't know if that's we can sing it. I get it. It's no, you're not. It's not causing some um, heresy, but like. If we're only rhyming about or singing about things that are always um, great and everything's good, then when things hit us, we won't even know what to do with that. We're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be good. No, you just got in an accident, you lost your job, and you can't find your bus pass, and your dog just ran out the gate. Like everything is going crazy in the midst of that. So talk about gospel music and all these different things in the church and the movements of things like that. We went to a concert with Molly Music. Man, man. Now, how does Molly Music resonate with you with everything you just talked about from, from gospel music and, and in the church and everything else like that? What's different and unique about Molly? Well, for me, um, I first heard about Molly when my daughter, uh, they were performing uh, off of his music mm-hmm. and then he came she sung live so that's why I was introduced to his music and I'm like man he really got some meaning behind the things that he sung and some of the music just touched me in a space where it was like man okay Yahweh we praise I'm available um and then now more of the songs is like uh one of my favorite songs now is still I'm still in love uh-huh. and they can hit you in different aspects I'm still in love with God I'm still in love with uh with family or a mate it hits you and you can take them songs and use it in different areas of your life. And so um, because of how he he's gifted um, in this area, it really um, it, is a streamline, you know, that he can hit whether you're in a spiritual aspect or, in you know, in the in the world or whatever. But it, it, it I love it. I love his uh, just how he put a twist on his songs. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. it, uh, it gives so much life to it. Mm-hmm. It gives life to it. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Ty? Yeah, I was first introduced to Molly um, with the um, Christian-based performing arts company. I was mm-hmm. there, and we performed, was putting a showcase together, and he, we were using some of his music, and kind of instantly when I kind of heard his music, I was like, wait, this is gospel? <laughs> like, oh, I like this! <laughs> and I kind of um, dove deeper into listening to more of his songs and his music. And I said, oh, wow. Like, it was not only relatable, but it was like, it's kind of hard to get out of your head. So that just made me <laughs> <laughs> listen to it more and more. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, this is Christian hip hop, but this is nice. And, you know, I was also right. listening to Lecrae and things like that. I said, okay, I can, you know, I can get jiggy with this. Right, but right. <laughs> but yeah. it was also just the messages behind it like i am more than a conqueror i am the light got the light um it was just so much motivation and inspiration behind his music it just kind of would be music that i love to start my day with because it just um puts puts me at a high before i start my day um and then once again when he was able to perform in live it just kind of just brought it all together and I'm like wow yeah this is amazing so when we went to the concert it was just like wow he's he's really stepped it up a notch since the last time I seen him uh-huh. doing his dance moves and um <laughs> really getting into it and got a little bit more swag to him I said 
okay, okay. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's like he's he's keeping up, not only keeping up with the times, but he's staying true to himself throughout his whole career, and right. that's just something that you it's like undeniable. Um, and it's just it's a way to connect to people, also with being true to yourself and being such a down to earth person, even if you don't know him. Um, like on a personal level like that, you kind of kind of feel his energy and his aura. And so it kind of yeah. makes um, the experience of listening to his music that much more impactful. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. I mean, we had Molly at the Misfits tour. We brought Molly in with The Truth and the, and the Ambassador with a guy who wrote a book called Misfits. And there's a whole Misfits album and Molly came with him. And Molly was in a corner while before he performed at the end. Playing the piano while Muggs is playing and, and rapping and stuff like that. We had Breathe Easy and Verbal Quest and them open up. And then we played some games with the, with the congregation. It was, it was 1,600 people at uh, Corey Brooks's church when we had Molly and them come. And uh, it was a powerful time. I, I think my first time hearing him there, uh, the concert. So getting his album right after that, was it was really good. But he brings, you know, you at first I thought he was like from the islands, how his tone was. Like, you from the islands? Uh, maybe but he's from the south, you know, so being able to have that style of, as a part of it. And then just what he's saying and, and the style of how he's saying it, you know, um, you know, I think there's nothing new under the sun. It's not like artists haven't sung what he's sung about. It's just the way he's singing it sound wise and the lyrics to this generation. I think that's very, very significant. And, and again, I think the personality of your music comes from the personality, from who you are from within. You can't separate the two, Right. Um, some people try to, I think people try to be a preacher on one day and then be another normal human being on another day, which, which is, uh, goofy. But I think in the midst of having, um, what's coming from within him is coming also, you know, with his music, man. So, um, man, that, that, that concert was good. It wasn't as many people as I thought was going to be there, but it was still, it was a powerful time. I mean, I love, I love, uh, fight for you. I love, um, walk. You know, I love heavy love, you know, want that 20 year, 30 year, 40 year love, heavy love. Um, it's good. It's good. So, yo, thank y'all for, for talking with me. Uh, we're going to, in the sex part of the show, we're going to have an interview with Molly. We had a chance to talk to him and I asked him what kind of rapper would he be <laughs> if he was a rapper and he talks about that. So we'll, uh, we'll bring that back when we come back to the second part of the show. Thank y'all for being with us. Yo, Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and streets. We'll be right back. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. So I had this interview with Molly Music, and in the interview, my recorder shut off. So what you're getting now is the remainder of the interview that I had with Molly. Great brother, humble, real talk conversations we had together. So check it out. If you ever have a chance to go to a Molly Music concert, go. Go, go, go. The man is singing from a deep place of his own life. And the beauty of our interview at the end is that he talked about what his prayer requests and prayer needs were. And that is he's had so many losses that he's grieving a lot more than normal. And so if you wouldn't mind even joining me with praying for Molly in that space, 
because we want God to continue to cover him and use him in powerful ways. Check out the interview. What would you say is, um, I mean, and, and maybe it's an old question. I'm not really sure. I don't listen to all the different things, sure. but your style of music, would you, what would you equate it to mm-hmm. within the music scene? Not just a gospel Christian scene, but music in general. I mean, R and B with the touch of is like oh, like genre wise, genre wise, or what were you I about think to in say? Essence, funk. Ooh. You know how funk was kind of like um, quarterbacked mm. by like powerful people, the yeah. fathers of it, yeah. James yeah. Brown, yeah. and then you had people who was like, okay, I get that, right? And then you go, take another. Then split. you have like what happened with Little Richard, like so because mm. he was so dynamic. And what he offered was so digestible that it became rock. Right. So I think I'm, that's what I believe my music is. I called it Molly music. I never intended to be Molly music. Right. Molly right. music is a genre of music that I go to teach the world. Mm. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. like, but then I would say, okay, so this is how it goes, and I want you to sing it. And they'll say, Molly, I'm not singing that. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one that mm, can sing that. And yeah. Then it'll be song after song. So. That's, that's that's what I was I love saying. that. I love that. I love that. So when you, and this is my, my, my question all the time with everyone, like like a sermon, like uh, Tony Evans, when I went to back in the day, pastor's conference, he had six, put six people in front of you before you planned a sermon. A senior citizen, a teenager, a single parent mom, a single parent dad, man. And then figure out how that text in Exodus is going to make sense to all of them. And so that's been my kind of filter. Very nice. How will you look at that when you look at music, like the, the, the songs you love about your own music that may, maybe not actually, but the, you, you love songs that you do love that are already out um, that you say, this is what I and how I see the culture or what I'm trying to create or trying to bring tap on somebody's shoulder from all the experiences you just said. Good question, man. It's always been a part of my calling to um, create the culture. Yeah. Like which that. is a whole different it thing. Is. It is. It is. Um, it is. And you can't necessarily forfeit it when you begin. I, I was, I see like a faith walk. <clears throat> okay. I believe you Christ. And we are a mile off of the boat on the water. Mm. There is no opportunity to start doubting at this point. (laughs) I'm living on faith just to stand up where we go and go. (laughs) You go, I don't even want to think about what's going on. I've been following you for so long in the miraculous Mm. that I would just fall into the void if Mm. I ever, you know, stop believing. Yeah. So like, um, that's one of the things that, you know, that necessarily keeps me grounded and what I I desire to offer inside of the music. Mm. I look to be a part of the counterculture. It's like um, medicine speaks to headaches, pains, yeah. wounds, yeah. aches, these types of things. And then there's like um, other bombs that you need to heal right. from the damage from your medicine. Mm. That's what my music is. Mm. It's the uh, things that you're rubbing on your feet after you <laughs> crush them in the heels of the culture. Wow. Um, it's um the reality, you know, that you point yourself after you're like, you know, conformed to fit in that weekend. Mm. Um, I call it Tuesday music. <clears throat> A lot of my brothers and sisters that make gospel music can't make it past Monday. Ooh. Their songs stop on Sundays mm-hmm. when the uh, people who love that music are ready to do something different. Mm. So I'm grateful that. My songs are relevant on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still be encouraged and yeah. empowered and not necessarily go all the way to the autumn suite with Maxwell. Because <laughs> right, right. you'll be in there all night now. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
what do you say like has uh, like to the church like mm. you know not only just your music and, 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 but you as a, as a minister in that context um a message to the church you know mm-hmm. our, our show um church on the block like yeah. what would you say you know to the church your music your your passion your, like, i love the song we, i love i love the verse when you talk about you know um you know pastors are quitting pulpit yeah, they yeah, tired yeah. man and when you said that i was like Get out of my head right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in the van somewhere. Get out of my head right now. But it just, and, and, and Shut that, up, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see you on Thursday. Uh, but it, but it was it was that it, it was is it, resonated it's right. Real. So it caused me to say, how can I get refreshed so that I don't have to be fading out, right? So 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 what would you say, like, in, in, to the church, to, to the body of faith, body of Christ, leaders in that country? I would say that all the things that the church is feeling is natural, no doubt. Um, yeah. When I was in Africa, I was told the story of the sunflower. Mm. Like, do you know the story of sunflower? No, you know that we don't. We aren't told though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> he says, "Okay, I'll explain it to you." It was based off a portrait that his sister made. And shout out to my friend who gave him my medallion, mm. Dane. Um. Anyway, the story of the sunflower is. I, I feel I want to reference to the church to answer that question. Mm. Butterflies are drawn to sunflowers. When they fly, it's something about the color and the bed that connects to their eyes specifically. Mm. And it also is like something they can't resist because they fly onto the brown bed in the middle. They put eggs in between. The eggs are born and their babies eat in a just a plush area out. And then they go down the long stem. The sunflower dies. They move to the next one, eat up the stem. Mm. It It bends over. They eat the Mm. top. It falls, they go to the next, and they continue to go. Now, if you give this process a year, this is over a thousand butterflies who call this home. Whoa. And the purpose of the sunflower was planted by the planter to attract butterflies. Mm. So the mm. church is the sunflower. It right. was never about the sunflower. Mm. Mm. The planter right. of the sunflower wanted to see butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> the Not church the has been consumed. Mm. I am, I have been doing this music for 25 years. Wow. My first album came out when I was 16. Ooh. They call me OG, and I feel like I just begun. No doubt. No Since doubt. I didn't wait, I wasn't like 29 or 30 when I started. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, st- I'm still kind of in some version of being a young man while still serving a lot that have killed, you know, a lot of my friends and colleagues mm. or dried them out. I told this story to my mother and she said the sunflower rejoices because that's the purpose of the sunflower. She saw herself as that, as mm. I weaned from her, mm. as I took uh. all the knowledge, as I'm now a full grown butterfly and she begins to fall into her older age and to her later chapters mm-hmm. and my grandmother's fading. Mm. These are things that I see the church as. Um, I went to an exhibit in Miami and flowers grew up. And then the author of it made the petals that normally drop mm-hmm. go up in this artistry to show oh, wow. like an image, right? So the ones that will fall will go up, go up, and then it'll just be, and it would die. Mm. And then another one would come and then it would come up. So it needed the death to come up. So that's what I feel is going on. The church yeah. that you're um, inside now is a descendant of the church because mm. it's now a seed that grew on the block. Mm. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? Right. It's right. like right. they're going to fall right. places, but right. it's, the core is not 
It's not, it, we ate it. Right, <laughs> right. You get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Now, some people want it to last forever. Right. And they'll keep moving on to the next one. And there's yeah. listeners to the story who will hate the butterfly because they love the sunflower. Mm. Ooh, but good. they're not in unison with the intent of the planter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because the ain't want no sunflowers. They want more butterflies. They want butterflies. <laughs> that's good. So that's what you got. That's what you're cultivating. You know, where all the butterflies are, are right. hanging. Right. But the goal of the butterfly is to reproduce. Yeah. And to have their babies safe so that they can fly on. Mm. And whatever their babies grow out, they're going to destroy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, man. What would you say, um, church, hip hop, the block and the street, like, like to... Uh. <laughs> That's hitting so hard because the doors of the church have been burst open. Yeah, it's like a like a fruit that dies. The sea is all that's bare. Right, you get right, what I mean. Right, so right, like right. the doors are rotten. Mm. You know the cathedrals are like yeah museums. No doubt, no doubt. What 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 would be uh, from your perspective and your your travels and things like that from from what you've even seen where there's some folks in the body of Christ, leaders and who who understand that perhaps and are moving in ways yes. to awaken uh, people in the faith in that context. A lot of those who are like partnering with getting their message out online mm. are saving lives because people get like pulled out of killing themselves every no night <laughs> by somebody who's like, I don't know who this is for, but I'm just going to go live and say this. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got 619 people and like... <laughs> And it's, they needed that. You right, get what I'm saying? That right, that was right. the remnant. So I feel that we sleep on that ministry, mm. you know, even me, myself, um, because we desire the pulpit, the functionality, the right. flow of. Right. Perhaps that's been even ushered to us in a context of how things are structured. Yes. You know so I mean? those that are winning are those who are caring about where the people are. Right. Right. And um, so we want, hey, I'm inviting you to come. No doubt. No doubt. Versus no doubt. how it was done. We're bringing some young men to Ghana, West Africa, for our rites of passage. Yes. We do every other year thereabouts, 27 brothers from off the block. Gun charges, crazy stuff. Just finish up getting passports today, right? And so when I was there last year, I was there last year to Ghana, West Africa, and met every church. Was, I felt like I was in some kind of uh, African evangelical go watch night service here. I was like, yo. Where the real people at? Man. I want to know the African theology. I don't want to know more European theology in Africa. What the heck is that about? Did you experience that a little bit when you I went to have, I experienced it a lot. That's because it's nothing else to hold on to. And like before we got wealthy, before mm. it became like an era of just like being black and just dripping, mm -hmm. we were slaves. Yeah. We right. had nothing and right. we were the bottom. Right. It's something about the bottom that make you cry out to God. Yeah. Africans are definitely at the bottom. Mm. There was poverty. They were robbed. You mm -hmm. know, they were mm -hmm. obstructed of all of the like liberties. They're an extremely young nation. They yeah. don't even like the fueling stations closed. They, mm. they have the, the third tier of everything. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's like going to be grounding for people from America to go because you can't even necessarily expect your water clean, mm -hmm. right. you know, versus some of the things that you think life is about right. trying to get that bag. Yeah. My mama said, uh, you can't fall off the floor. <laughs> you can't fall off the floor. That's I'll be right. fussing about something. Mama, man, I thank you for your time. Now we there tomorrow. We're going to be eight deep, man. Eight deep hanging out. And uh, a few more people coming through, man. God bless your ministry. Yeah. yeah. No, 
the Misfits tour. What do you remember about the Misfits tour? Everything that was the bomb, man. Tour. I remember you playing the piano on the side. So yeah, Deuce man. and Truth. I knew Manny before he got married to Nicole. I knew them cats way back in uh, the day, man. I ride on the same strategy. All I do is serve the partners. I'm yeah, with. yeah. yeah bro, that was so. a beautiful place in Chicago. Sixteen hundred people came through. Cold. It was a beautiful time, man. It was. Yeah, it was man. my first major tour. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that was, time. It I was we, terrible. I'm like, brother, put the, <laughs> put the put the towel on the microphone. I go, oh, we in it now. We like in the in the poetry spot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was time, man. Love your music. Love your spirit, man. Jonathan and I, you have some family that was really close to me, uh, passed away, and that's how we really got home. This is yeah. backyard. I Shout know, out to my I know, boy. I know, I know, man. Well, keep up your great work, man. Okay. Let us know what we can pray for you about. I will. You want me to tell you now? If you got a minute, if you I know you gotta go in a second, but you Grief and okay. grieving. Okay. I, I get um death in bunches. You wow. know how you go to a fast food and you're like, yeah, can I get a burger? Yeah, do you want fries and, and with a that? Shake? Right, right, right. I always get a large combo of that. You know, like them too? Wow. Did, did it go together? And it's always really crazy with the things I have to deal with. Um, I say in a lyric in my song, lately it's been winds with the rain. So mm. I can't say a thing. Mm. Like imagine winning. But it's raining. Yeah, you understand that all the day. And, and I work. You I still got the cup, but everybody like, we'll be back. Yeah, I understand that all so day. Good, yeah, man. yeah. Okay, I'll keep you in prayer with everybody. Tell it's crazy Feel my pain so Holy culture, holy culture radio, healing, hope, and how to lose. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy. Yo, we are back, man. Church on the Block, man. Great interview with Molly Music, man. Um, the man is super duper humble, funny. It'd be like your uncle, your cousin, man, your brother that you would meet, uh, that you would, that you would know and hang out with at the family reunion, laughing, uh, great rehearsal session. Um, just no big, Big, uh, ah, big, big, big Molly. I'm, I'm this guy you got to sit down to. Man, he sat in a, in a room where it was just junky per se, not in like a bougie room that an artist may want to be in. And just really had a good conversation with him. And you have heard Molly before. His music is like he is in his own personality, man. So I really appreciate him taking time to meet with little old me in the space when he was here in Chicago, you know, for this concert, man. I mean, Molly music. Uh, uh, is a unique style. He has brought uh, an awakening to, uh, I think, a lot of young adults about their faith, about God, about real stuff. You know, he has some some messages on it. And, you know, you look at the way in which music has grown and its perpetuation of, of, of meeting young people where they are to take what God would have them to be over the generations. I think Molly is one of those artists that's doing that. You know, when you look at hip hop the same way, you got Certain ways cats was rapping in one section of life that they not rapping the same way now. And they probably would be booed if they were because the evolution of that, that style. And so it is with gospel, gospel music. The concert was, was good. We didn't like the sound. The sound was kind of whack. The sound needed to be better. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Molly was, he was just in his own one to do his thing, but I'm sure as an artist who's been on the Essence Fest and other things like that, I'm sure that, uh, he was probably appreciate a better sound, but he did his thing, man. And we, we appreciate his style of music. I mean, what'd you think about the concert and overall in general? Uh, to you? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Molly music, man. And, uh, his first two albums are two of my favorite albums. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the concert deeply, just being able to hear some of the songs that 
that I've grown to love that he's produced. Again, the sound, yeah, yeah, sound yeah. was a big turnoff for me. <laughs> uh, if y'all know who that sound company is, somebody uh. talk to him about because that was not cool. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm shocked there wasn't many people there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For Molly, I, I would have loved to seen a whole lot more people in the room. Right. But overall, man, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I made the best of it. And I guess there's a part of me that would have it with that many people because it would be people bumping up against me. I know, right, right, right. <laughs> it was standing room only. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, we kind of old. We need chairs. All right, right. We need chairs. If you're going to have a concert. And you're gonna have a remember your older audience that's that's probably 37 and up. Older, we're gonna pay the cost if we stay up that long, man. Right. Um, You know, you look at uh, gospel music growing up in the church, man. What was one of the songs that that hits you, like that you know, like when when as a young guy, like even in the church, you know, you said you had a group in a diverse kind of church, right? Where there's something like, oh no, when I hear this song, we all gonna stand up. Even as a young kid, what would it be? Oh man, I gotta think that. Okay, okay. I mean, there were some songs that like "Be Grateful" and that in the black church. "Be Great." Man, I would be like, if someone else is worse off than you, I'd be like, man, I'm up here broke, jacked up. We in the projects. Really, is somebody worse off than me? Man, God, thank you, God. You know, but it was one of them songs where you just would 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 sing. It would just be you know near to your heart. And then you know, I think artists and directors came along later, at least in my time growing up. Where they add some stank onto the song. I was like, what? Well, then it took it to another low. Right. But there was something about that music. Even now, as an adult, listen to it. It, it, it is, it resonated in your, in your, in my heart and stuff. You know, you got, you got contemporary Christian music now. You know, they got cats with the rock music in the, in the guitars, everything else like that. And that's cool. It's going to, it's going to do its thing. Um, and a lot of, a lot of music. I think in some some ways, when you look at African American gospel music, you may we we heavier on on the joy of the music. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but we 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 look, you know, um, you know, we go, you know, we're going up to the high plate, rocking on, going to tear the right, devil's kingdom down. Let's go up, right? When you look, it's a cold album, man. It's a great <laughs> album. We did this. I, I was I was a choir director, Lonnie, doing that song, man. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, <laughs> no, not a couple of years, but several years ago, uh, I, I was I was working with Point Ass and C.W. Allen, and uh, we had a show over in Indiana somewhere. Mm. I, I want to say in Indianapolis, and I drove. Oh wow! Okay, and, you know, whoever <laughs> drive, they play the music, right? <laughs> Them jokers was kind of sleep, so I started playing Ron Canola. Uh-huh. And man, they was like, man, if we got to hear one more Ron oh. Canola song. <laughs> Man, Rock Canole was busting back in the day like that, man. Um, but you find when, like, if I go to when I have to not as a teaching pastor at Soul City at times, the music is the the my my style of it, the beats or the or the guitar, maybe not my style, but the lyrics are ridiculous. Like I'll be in tears, just the lyrics. Like, man, God, you are, you know, good, you are good, you are. I'll be like, man. Yeah. You know, so I just I just wonder the generation that we're raising up. I know my kids born and raised in church, grew up in church, and there's some songs they can hit and be like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. And they'll know, you know, someone turn the heat down, you know. <laughs> right? And uh, and being able to kind of grow up with that 
in your because in the silence of your days in your cars or whatever, some of them songs come back to you yeah. or certain things about that music that come back to you. I just wanted the generation has that. Maybe maybe Molly's one of them artists that could be in that space. You know what? I don't know if this generation. I know because the music now still sounds like the same the same thing that it was back then. So I don't know, I, um, and I don't hear a lot of young young folks talking about. CCM or talking about gospel music, um, but let them hear uh, Jesus walks. <laughs> right, 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 or, right, or right, let right. Hear God did. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Maybe their sound is mm. going to be a little different. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting because I wonder. God's plan. Right? God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> Man, God's plan gonna be like that. We pass out of that money. See, that's that's the irony of it too. Yeah. It's God's plan. So everybody gonna I'm gonna be taken care of all the time. You know, sometimes that's the irony of 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 how up and down music goes. Like when Thomas Dorsey's son, Precious Lord, he wrote that song when his wife died at child wife and child died died at childbirth. He wrote that song under that pain. That's a powerful song. The people hear it, they go back to seminary funerals or whatever the case they may be, but he wrote out of a place of pain. And we said earlier in the show that they say, theologians have said that African-American music must be felt and experienced before it's sung. So African-American music must be felt and experienced before it's sung. That's true. That's so true, right? And and I'm not saying it's not that way oftentimes with certain genres, but in our genre, it's dominant. That's got to be dominant that way, you know? That's why I think cats tease hip-hop artists who are older because they like, you don't feel, you ain't experienced what I'm feeling, so you older. But if you're saying something, it still may resonate. But I say that because I desire that to have happened in the church where you may not, you might have so much digital stuff. The kid may be on their phone, but the song is banging. He got to get off that phone and be like, what is he saying? And gradually it'll sing into his spirit, man. And yeah. Be able to have a, a res. And I look for artists that way. I think Molly, I wish, you know, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of radio, but I don't know how much he's being played where in the secular side, I think he's on RCA label or something like that, where it may cross over, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I know he's crossed over. I mean, I've seen him yeah. in some award shows. I remember when, maybe it was the second album. Okay. That uh, I'm on the airplane. Man, man, man. One of my favorite joints. Yeah. How I even knew about the song was Shaquille O'Neal. Right, right. Shaq played the song while he was on the airplane. (laughs) I'm like, what song is this? I'm on the airplane. Right. I'm like, that's not like Molly. Shaq listening to Molly music. Right, right. And I'm like, oh man, you know. So (laughs) I, I definitely think he's he's crossed over just out of the church, but into just regular people hearing his music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the and, and crossover is not a bad thing in light of, I mean, I don't think every song, even a Christian artist has to have, this is from Luke 525, right? I think when you look at uh, POD, Paid on Death, those guys consider themselves believers who play rock music. Right. You know, and they have some powerful lyrics. They say, we are, we are. <clears throat> youth of the nation. I mean, they saying some, some stuff about suicide and a bunch of things, right? But they're trying to uplift some things. So I think as a believer, one of the word, one of the verses I think I like, I'm well, not, I think I like by uh big crit. He says, I'm speaking in code to my worthy friends, right? I'm like, Ooh, I got what you on. Right? Green ain't let the devil in. You know what I mean? Right. You say green wound fool. <laughs> Fred ain't let the devil in. Yeah. yeah. 
So I say that there's cats speaking in code. I think when they're crossing over, you reckon, oh, that's, that's biblical right now, you know? So I see it as a non-compromised piece and I think it need, needs to be done. You find gospel music always has that genre. You find Aretha Franklin from the church to the, to R-E-S-B-C-T, right? Yeah. To the blues brothers and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon in that space. I just, um, would desire that there is a, uh, a real movement, um, through music. Maybe now, so for this generation, that seems to be so full of trauma and so full of uh, uh, pleasure and, 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 and hype and no no substance at different times, right? right. I don't think we're not speaking anything other than what generation said before about us, but in a sense that there was there there was at one time, I think, and music may have been a big part of that, a reverence for God. You know what I mean? There a reverence. You going shh shh shh. You know, you in, in the church if you're. In the, now, mugs ain't got no reverence for God. They may be up in there on some, you know, playing a game, they game loud on a video game in the back, right? And so I think, and, and, you know, I know parents are tired of situations this way, but I think being relevant with the times and being relevant with all the time, I mean, about the sound of the music and the style and relevant with the lyrics, um, I think is what I believe this generation may be really they may not even know they're searching for. They may not even right. know they really need it. But having something that, you know, is speaking to them. There's been a lot of a lot of things that are out there that that have caused uh, a lot of folks suspecting God, the church, and everything else, right? And so let's not start with that first. Um, you know, let's lean into where where music can be a big part of that of that transformation, man. So um, I know when we were talking to Molly, I asked him a question. I don't know how clear it was on the interview, but. Um, I asked him, like, if he was going to be a rapper, who would you be? He said DMX, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't go any further than that other than like, like if you wanted to find DMX, he'll, DMX is hard to find. He said, and one of the things, and, yeah. and then being able to, uh, you know, you, you, when you was with him, you was with it, you yeah. know, and that, and that kind of thing, you know? And so I think, uh, talking to Molly, you could just tell that, you know, uh, he sees himself, um, as a, as just a servant of the Lord doing this work and not necessarily like, on this big time artist in, in, in this country, even in a space where we were at, where he was performing, uh, uh, spaces where he was rehearsing. Um, you know, when I went to see him, it was just real, real plain. I think to me, um, just like preaching, it has to come from a deeper place than yeah. you just get in the Bible trying to find a cute sermon to preach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I think in the midst of his life songs come from those same things. Like he talked about in, in, in an album. He's like, he's like, <clears throat> in that same album, I think you talked about it. He's like, you know, People think you this way, but man, you there's loneliness at the top. Remember yeah. we talked about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So come from those deep places. Like yeah, I, I haven't listened to the new album yet. Yeah, so the new I, just came out. I just gotta, I gotta sit down and, <laughs> and, and just dive into it a little bit. Right. I know he plays some songs, but because of the terrible sound, I couldn't tell what was new <laughs> and what was old. <laughs> but uh, my plan, man, I'm gonna sit down and just dive into it. Yeah. And also, I want to encourage you, man, go check out his new album. If you got like Apple Music or whatever you got, uh, go out there. Just search Molly Music. Check out his new album. Uh, let me see if I can find the the name of the new album. Yeah, yeah. The name of the new album is God Be Praised. Uh, God Be Praised. God Be Praised. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. out there, check it out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. And just man, just let's let's hear what he's talking about. Yeah, Let I mean, that sink in. I mean, what do you think of some songs that are harmful? To, to the church, would you say? We're going we're gonna to kind of wrap it up. Like, like songs, I, I, some song be just driving me crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like the song I was just talking about before, that song be driving me crazy, man. He's talking about working out. Working out. Look, working out. Look, look. Uh, 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 this uh, is working out. I even on, got man. working out in the house version. Look, 
this is the thing about working out, right? And, and, and I know we was just talking about the lyrics in the song, but when I hear work it out, I ain't really listening to the, to what she talking about. Okay. Okay. I'm listening to her sing work it out. You know, right? just man, God gonna work it out. God gonna work it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. When I got come you. on, people start dancing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I got some bling bling. I'm like, come on. Why you got to right. talk about the bling bling? Man? You know, the song that, I, that I, my, my non favorite song. It's, it's, it's by the Clark Sisters, the Sunshine song. I do not like that song. <laughs> do not like it. It's a great song, but it ain't for me. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we wanted to talk about this whole issue of, of, of gospel music. We're going to go deeper into it um, in, in a little bit. Once we interview some, uh, you know, Walt Whitman, some other cats we're going to talk to in Chicago about music and the evolution of it and its tra- change, especially in the church and how the local church um dives into that because sometimes man the ministry of music can be can be quote unquote in some churches even higher in the past right in some regards and that that may be okay or may not be okay but is the content of what either one of them is saying is, is, is of some substance man so um yo this is church on the block man real talk about hip-hop the church and the streets man be back with us next week we got some more deep insights uh that we're talking about around this issue all right stay with us holla back enjoy your week peace Tell them it's crazy. Tell them it's crazy.